0: A lot smoother you know as, as far as just uh um kids executing things that we're trying to do and we, we put a big emphasis on just mastering the scheme which which we're not adding too much to as well as um you know being more fundamentally sound and getting better at technique and all that stuff and so the kids have bought into it and you know we try to pick on meeting days after practice days uh you know s- certain number of clips as far as just where we've improved uh Schematically, as well as with our technique and, and or what we could do better. And, and uh, it's been good. I thought the kids been having, you know, second year around, a lot lot more savvy play. And, um, you know, especially with there, – there's so many things that change on defense with spacing and everything. And, you know, where we would normally say, okay, on paper, this is your assignment. Um, and then on film, you're like, well, this is your assignment except for when this happens or except when this happens or you want to do this when this happens. Now they're starting to see it a little bit faster. And so we're making less corrections because they're starting to just get a better feel for the game of ball.
1: What do you think came to define your scheme in 2016? Oh, you know, I,
0: I, I think... It's uh, it, it it's hard for me to really put my finger on just saying, okay, this this defines your scheme. But I think just the players executing has really been the biggest thing, and I think it's a tribute to them, you know, being being bought in and, and doing it the right way, as well as the coaches, you know, coach uh, coaches uh, coaching their individual positions and getting the kids to do it the right way. And I mean, it's um, I don't know if there's anything you know specific that I'll just. Put my finger on, but you know, defining has just been the execution. They've, they've done a really good job, you know, with uh, at least statistical categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always about the statistics, right. but the things that we focused on, which was getting turnovers and um, getting big plays and, and limiting big plays. Uh, it was it was uh, it was really really good for us this last year. And stopping the run, yeah, absolutely, yep, absolutely.
1: Now, did there come a point where the guys were thinking the scheme less and more playing it as the season went along last year? Yeah,
0: I think so. I think the last half we would have. Really love to go back and play some of the games that we played earlier in the year. It um, would have been good. But, you know, then that's, that's how it always is. And Next year is hopefully a little bit better than it was at the beginning of the, the previous year. So uh, they definitely started to come on at the end of the year, and you start to see guys kind of figure it out. And, um, you know, one, of, one of, I'd probably say one of the hardest things um, was at the corner position, you know, playing a lot more man, mm-hmm. but also at the D-line position, play, going from an odd front to an even front. Um, You know, you don't think, I really didn't think it was that big of a deal. And I coached the even front when I was at Utah and at Oregon State. We did a little bit more of the odd.
1: And our guys here were coming off the odd.
0: They're coming off the odd for 12 years. And so, um, you know, I had a chance to talk to Halaki Ngata, who plays in the NFL. And when he was with the Ravens playing an odd front, went to the Lions playing an even front. He he mentioned to me how difficult it was for him. You know, and so it was uh, probably more validating than anything to just, as far as the patience and all that stuff that you've got to have with mm-hmm. with guys changing schemes and doing different techniques I mean it's real difficult especially at the line of scrimmage and for a corner or a D lineman that's playing a little bit more aggressive man or playing a different technique from mm-hmm. from an odd to an even front
1: okay do, do you uh feel like you have enough guys back to where you're kind of ahead of the game here a uh, second time around
0: I, I think in most spots at the backer spot definitely I mean all those guys come back you got Um, You know, all the corners and and, uh, most of the safeties coming back, Mm -hmm. which is huge. I mean, guys like, uh, you know, Tanner Jacobson really took taking a step forward and looks completely different. It looks like a different guy who can really, really push for a starting spot. Um, You know, obviously uh, getting Micah back is huge. Losing a freak athlete like, like Kai is always hard and... You know, you hope that the other guys come in, kind of have a story of their own, which which I think Tanner's starting to develop out of his own. You've got Zane Anderson that's, mm-hmm. that's looking really good. And so we've, we've definitely got some spots in the, in the back end with the backers and, the, and uh, you know, with the, the corners. Um, at the D-line, losing the two, two big tackles is really the hardest thing. Uh, Merrill Taliaoli comes back but is off of ACL, and so we don't get him for the spring, and so it would be real difficult to project exactly what he's going to do. But he was a starter when he got hurt. And so that, that, uh, that I think, is the, is the question mark right now. We really love the, the development of Kezny. I think Kezny Tausinga has been a different different player for us. And this spring, we're really excited about how consistent he's been. Uh, Tevita Mounga has come along a far way. Yeah. yeah, he's come a long way. I mean, he's, he's big. And so he's got to play big. And, and he's starting to understand you know, certain things about, about playing the techniques that we're asking him to. And he's starting to look like a different player. He's a really really difficult kid to move and you know handsome battled injury all last year and so I'm starting to see a lot of good things out of him but I think well old... Trajan Peely? Tra- Trajan too Trajan yeah. you know played a little bit limited last year um, but is is a di- he looks like a different kid I mean he he looks like a like a legit DN now and so he's strong he's strong as an ox. Um, He's a kid that'll push for a starting spot, and we've got. I think we're deeper at the DN spot than we are at the D tackle spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Corbin coming back as well as Trajan,
1: you're going to send a couple of guys hopefully onto the next level in Sai and and Harvey as mm-hmm. well. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and I mean. Their, their numbers at the Pro Day was, I mean, side tested really, really yeah. well. Um, you know, Harvey didn't do anything but the 40, but for a 252-pound for a kid running a 4.62, I believe it was, I mean, that's impressive. And he's got good hips and explosiveness, and I mean, even Kai and Kai Nakua tested off the charts, too. Really? So we're, we're excited about all those kids having an opportunity to go and show what they have at the next level.
1: How much fun are you having uh, with the D-linemen more uh, hands-on day-to-day? Oh, it's, it's been good. You know, it's been, it's been,
0: it's been fun. And St- Steve did, did a really good job. I think there's a lot of question about just the move and all that stuff, but Steve did a great job. Um, I, I, I hovered too much over him last year and, um, you know, and he was, he was, he was really good about it because, you know, going from an odd front to an even front, he, you know, he had a lot of questions. He, mm-hmm. he was really good about making sure that he was doing it the way that, that we had done it or, or the way that we, we wanted it to. And so, instead of you know having me hover around um i wanted him to have an opportunity to learn a little bit and get kalani involved and so instead of bringing kalani to be involved with the backers and me still hover over steve we just made that that transition so that he could learn something he was i pitched him the idea went sat down in his living room and and he was awesome Mm. you know he was awesome about like he was last year he was awesome about moving over and being excited to learn something different and you know now that he's with the backers and he knows all that stuff he He comes back and he'll mention stuff to me about, you know, what he's learned or what he realizes or things that he sees and and talks about how he thinks it's actually making him a better D line coach now as he starts to see how the whole puzzle fits and right. and, and and so I think it's it's uh, been a positive for all of us all the way right. around.
1: Well, speaking of the backers, if his if his top three guys stay healthy, he's got a special group there.
0: I think they've got depth there too. You know, I think they've got depth. Of, you know, obviously you got Fred, Butch, and Francis who have a lot of experience, but Morgan, Morgan Unga is a, is a different kid this spring. He's he's a, he's a kid that could potentially start as well. And so Morgan. He's
1: gone from a safety to backer. and Safety to the backer. Yeah. He's
0: putting on weight. He's getting stronger. And so his confidence level has, has come up as far as being physical and all that. And so love him. Adam Pulsifer's done a really good job with his development. Isaiah Calfusi is probably the next guy in. And so the next three backers you probably end up being those guys. So top at, two at, you feel really need. good about? The top two. The Top two, the top at, two, two, at, at, the two at the Yeah, at each position we yeah. feel pretty good about. And then even after that, there's some depth where we feel comfortable about. You get Will Sedgwick coming off his mission. There's a walk-on named Sia Moala that we're really excited about. <clears throat> you know, Athletically, he probably tests just as well as all the other backers, and he's still kind of getting it because he moved from safety and all that. But, I mean, there, there's there, there's a lot of depth there.
1: Okay, uh, coming into the summer, uh, who are some guys coming in that aren't here right now that you think might uh, make a run for a playing time, get into the rotation here uh, in, in 2017?
0: You know, we, we uh, I think we certainly hope that uh, uh, D'Lo Gunter and Keenan Ellis can come in and and uh, push right away immediately. I mean, they're the type of kids that... That have the, the athleticism and the speed, and especially mm-hmm. at, the, at the corner spot, if you can run and play a little bit man-to-man, it's not uh, as demanding physically on you. But um, you know, we can hope that those guys can come in and give us some depth at that position. But Langi uh, Tui is is just a yeah. is a is, a, is a, he's a different player as well, and so he'd have an opportunity to come in and compete. Get um, the kid coming from Hunter uh, Lorenzo Falatel that will come in and give us depth at the inside spot immediately. Um, And it's always interesting to see, especially at the O-line, D-line spot, a high school kid that can come in and compete because the ones that come in and compete right away are normally special. I mean, they're usually special. And then the other ones that come and kind of just need a year to get a little bit bigger or get used to the tempo or the speed of everything, I mean, it's it's obviously college is so much faster and different, and and every player that you play against is good. You Mm -hmm. know, it's not... you don't get to dominate like you normally do in high school, but it'll be interesting to see those two at least come in
1: and, and compete. How nice to have young, good corners uh, that'll be here for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean the, <laughs> you, you saw what we, the, the kind of the lumps that we took, yeah. and, and what Chris took, right? Mm-hmm. As a As a young corner, I mean he's put in his time, and then now, I mean the, after several practices in the spring, he looks like a guy that can compete for a starting job, and you know, so he'll push the other two and he'll certainly get a lot of time, but it's uh it's been good to get kids kind of take their lumps early and learn and get through it. and so we're excited to bring in the other two corners to to do the same thing too and i mean have those guys for for the next three mm-hmm. years yeah. I and mean, that's huge and then we start you start getting to the point now where you can bring in a kid and redshirt him and develop him versus where we were with chris last year where he right. had to play for us
1: what do you hope to see from the scrimmage and what do you hope the fans get to see
0: uh you know on the defensive side at least we just got to be sound technicians you know we gotta be we, we don't want to put everything out there that we're doing and so we might change a little bit schematically um, which sometimes in turn ends up giving up some points but for us uh, you know as we talk to our kids the biggest thing is the scheme is going to be on us as coaches if we end up giving up a lot of points but the technique and all that it has to be on them and so we're still expecting good you know good physical ball holding the line of scrimmage good good sound play tackling and all that stuff and so they're, uh, I think they're excited to come in and, and actually do a little do a little bit in front of a big crowd. Yeah. And hopefully, it was it was it'll be like what it was last year.
1: We look forward to the day, Coach tuyaki Thanks for the time.
0: Yeah. Thank you.